Today is Friday, August 6th, 2021, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Your Weather Command forecast. For the rest of your Friday, partly cloudy and hazy. Areas of smoke with a 20% chance of thunderstorms. Highs 85 to 90, northwest winds 10 to 20 miles an hour. Tonight, partly cloudy with a 20% chance of thunderstorms in the evening. Areas of smoke in the evening and haze through the night. Lows around 60, west winds 10 to 20 miles an hour. Saturday, partly cloudy in the morning, then clearing. Highs 85 to 90, west winds 10 to 20 miles an hour. Saturday night, partly cloudy with lows 55 to 60, and west winds 10 to 20 miles an hour. Sunday, breezy and not as warm, with mostly cloudy skies. Slight chance of rain in the morning, chance of rain in the afternoon. Highs 70 to 75, west winds 5 to 15 miles an hour, increasing to northwest 15 to 25 miles an hour in the afternoon. 50% chance of rain. Sunday night rain showers with a slight chance of thunderstorms. Lows around 50 with an 80% chance of rain. Monday, breezy and mostly cloudy, 50% chance of rain, high 65 to 70. Monday night, partly cloudy, 40% chance of rain, lows around 50. Tuesday, warmer and partly cloudy, 20% chance of rain, high 75 to 80. Tuesday night and Wednesday, partly cloudy, lows 50 to 55, highs 80 to 85. And Wednesday night and Thursday, mostly clear, lows around 55, highs 85 to 90. As this hot and dry summer drags on, the drought has continued to accelerate across the High Line, with the entire region facing conditions ranging from severe to exceptional drought. Wade Jones is a Malta area irrigator and the president of the Milk River Joint Board of Control. He says one of his most urgent concerns is a hay shortage. Maybe, if I'm lucky, half of the hay I normally put up. So when you look at it as a business, you know, I'm going to have half my hay income. And also I'll be selling cows in another three weeks to a month just to try to make the cow herd fit the hay pile. It's not just the drought itself that is wreaking havoc, but also the surge of grasshoppers in the region, according to Phillips County Extension agent Marco Manukian. We've got literally sections, so it's section 640 acres, and I would say multiple sections of spring wheat that germinated in and was growing in June, and the grasshoppers literally ate everything in the field. MSU Extension has issued a detailed report with resources to assist those impacted by the drought. A link to the report and this full story can be found at HighlineToday.com. The Hill County Commission has appointed Victoria Proctor as the new county superintendent of schools. Proctor, who had been a teacher at Haver Public Schools for three decades, started in the position Monday. Proctor has degrees in administration and teaching and says she is a perfect fit for the role. I was intending to stay for one more year before retiring for Haver Public Schools, but when the job came open, I had to kind of go for it and make contact with the Hill County Commissioners and interview and apply and come into the position. Proctor says she is looking forward to working with districts throughout the county. I'm looking forward to see how they connect to all the different funding sources and how to bring all of these resources together so I can help the schools and just kind of be their helpmate instead of just someone sitting in an office. Prior to working with Haver Public Schools, Proctor taught with the University of Montana Western. The position of County Superintendent of Schools had been vacant since April and has seen significant turnover in recent years. However, Proctor envisions herself in the job for years to come. The Taylor Fire burning in Fergus County between Denton and Winifred was estimated at 28,000 acres with 10% containment this morning. The cause of the fire, which began on August 1st and is burning sage, timber, and hayfields, primarily on private lands, remains under investigation. Kate Wilson of the DNRC says that no primary residences have been destroyed, but it is believed that several secondary buildings, such as outbuildings and sheds, have burned. 
Two firefighters suffered minor injuries while battling the blaze, but neither required hospitalization. One was a chronic wrist injury that flared up, while the other was debris in a firefighter's eye that had to be washed out. No evacuations have been ordered at this time. The DNRC's county assist team assumed command of the fire on Friday morning, helping alleviate some of the burden that local firefighters had been dealing with since the fire started. More mapping is expected to help get a more accurate picture of the true size of the fire later today. We'll have an update if and when it is provided. Next week is National Health Center Week, and Bullhook Community Health Center has a full slate of events set to mark the occasion. CEO Kendra Hall says the week will culminate next Saturday at 10 a.m. with the return of their Color Fun Run Walk, which will be similar to previous iterations. With the colored cornstarch being thrown at you and the initial throw up in the beginning of the run, we'll continue to have both the one mile and the 5K run walk. We will have food afterward, but we will be serving it to the participants, and then we will have the tables and chairs all so still socially distanced, spaced out. Hall says along with the run walk, there are several other actions Bullock is taking to recognize National Health Center Week. We'll be doing Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccinations all week long, discounted sports physicals for those kiddos getting ready to go back to school and joining fall sports. Kids 12 and under can come in for free fluoride treatment. We'll also have a candy guessing game going all week in a coloring contest. Pre-registration for the color run has been extended through August 9th, with more information available at bullhook.com. Registration fees go towards funding the event, with leftover funds going to their Snacks for Scripts program. The Montana Free Press reports that the Fort Belknap Indian Community and a coalition of environmental nonprofit groups are planning to sue the Montana Department of Environmental Quality for what they say is a failure to uphold its duties under the Metal Mine Reclamation Act. In a filing in state district court, the group said they were disappointed by DEQ's recent decision not to label Hecla, President Phillips Baker Jr., a bad actor, for failing to clean up the Zortman Landusky gold mine when he served as vice president of Pegasus Gold. Pegasus filed for bankruptcy in 1998, leaving the state with an acid mine drainage cleanup effort that's expected to continue for generations. The agency's decision to dismiss the lawsuit means that Hecla won't have to reimburse the state for tens of millions of dollars it spent cleaning up the Zortman Landusky mine before it can move forward with two proposed silver and copper mines near Libby. The DEQ argues that it would rather address the problem of bad actors through legislative rather than judicial channels. Taking a look at some local COVID-19 updates for today, we'll start off with Hill County, which reported eight new COVID cases yesterday and one recovery. Total case count, 2,088, 27 active, non-hospitalized, 2,015 recoveries, 46 deaths. And in the press release announcing the new cases, Health Officer Kim Berg encourages everyone to do their part to slow the spread, including wearing a mask when you're indoors and not social distanced, washing hands frequently, staying home when sick, and considering getting vaccinated if you haven't done so. Over in Blaine County yesterday, they reported no new cases and two new recoveries. Total case count for Blaine County, 879, four active, 851 recoveries, 24 deaths. Over in Phillips County, yesterday they reported one new COVID case and one recovery, and they say interviews and contact tracing are completed. Total case count for Phillips, 543, six active, non-hospitalized, 518 recoveries, 17 deaths. And in Liberty County, they say that on Wednesday, they were notified of two new COVID cases, bringing their active case count to four. Their total case count, 125, with 120 recoveries and one death. And the Shoto County Health Department did not provide a COVID update yesterday, but they say that there's been a large increase of cases in neighboring Cascade County and ask everyone visiting Cascade County that's not vaccinated to wear a mask. Turning to state news, we'll start off with a look at that COVID update provided daily from DPHHS. 
Today, the state of Montana reported 272 new COVID cases, bringing the cumulative total to 117,882, active case count 1,973, active hospitalizations 137, death toll 1,722. Counties with the most new cases today, Flathead 62, Yellowstone 42, Cascade 34, Gallatin 26, Lewis and Clark 21, Missoula 19. And taking a look at the daily vaccine update from DPHHS, total COVID vaccine doses administered throughout the state, 902,548 with 446,031 Montanans fully immunized. That's 48% of the eligible population. The Harris Mountain Fire in Southern Cascade County is at 31,460 acres with 23% containment as of Friday morning. The lightning-caused fire was sparked 10 miles south of the town of Cascade on July 23rd. Around 60 residences have been impacted by evacuation orders and notifications, and the Montana Red Cross has set up an evacuation center at Cascade School. However, there have been no new evacuations since July 31st. If additional evacuation orders are issued, residents will be notified by deputies and via emergency notifications. 273 personnel around the scene, and equipment includes two helicopters, eight engines, and four water tenders. And in related news, Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks has announced that the lower end of Holter Lake near Helena is reopening for recreational boating and other uses as of 8 p.m. Friday, August 6th. The lake has been closed to allow firefighting resources access to the water. The fire resources have been supporting those firefighting efforts of the Harris Mountain Fire, but the planes are being reassigned to a different fire, so the closure is no longer needed. However, fire behavior can change quickly, so recreationists should be aware that closures could be ordered again in the future with short notice. Questions can be directed to the Region 4 office, 454-5840 or 788-1174. The Missoulian reports that the University of Montana is being sued by three former and one current employee who are alleging that they were victims of sex-based discrimination. The lawsuit was filed in U.S. District Court Wednesday, with the plaintiffs arguing that the university, quote, denied female employees the benefits of their long dedication to UM's educational programs, end quote. In a statement, the University of Montana and the Montana University System say that they, quote, strongly believe these claims are baseless and without merit, end quote, adding that they look forward to defending themselves in court. Catherine Cole, Barbara Kustra, Marianne Sontag-Bowman, and Rondi Voorhees are the plaintiffs, and they claim that UM President Seth Booker, quote, took the reins, end quote, of the university's, quote, unequal treatment of women, end quote. Kaiser Health News reports that federal officials will likely reject Montana's request to include work requirements for beneficiaries of its Medicaid expansion program, which ensures 100,000 low-income Montana adults, state officials said. Three years after the Trump administration encouraged states to require proof that adult enrollees are working a certain number of hours or looking for work as a condition of receiving Medicaid expansion benefits, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services has reversed course under President Joe Biden. It's unclear what this means for the future of the Montana program. In 2019, Montana lawmakers approved extending the 2015 program. The Supreme Court made the Medicaid expansion provision in the Affordable Care Act optional for states as long as it included work requirements. Those requirements were a key condition for the moderate Republicans who joined lawmakers on the other side of the aisle to muster enough votes to pass the 2019 bill over the objections of conservative GOP legislators. The state's position officially remains that it wants, quote, to contain Medicaid coverage on compliance with work community engagement requirements, end quote, according to the amendment application. 
If state negotiators are proposing an alternative, they have not disclosed it. If CMS does not approve the waiver with the work or community engagement requirements, the state health department will operate Medicaid expansion according to what is approved and await legislative review of the program, said a department spokesperson. The Montana Medicaid expansion program is scheduled to end in 2025 if the legislature does not renew it. State lawmakers meet every other year, giving them the 2023 and 2025 sessions to consider changes to the popular program, which enrolls 10% of the state's population. Now taking a look at those wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel starting off with Hill County where winter wheat is $6.58, spring wheat $8.58. Blaine County winter wheat $6.48, spring wheat $8.53. Liberty County winter wheat $6.63, spring wheat $8.58. Shoto County winter wheat $6.58, spring wheat $8.58. And Phillips County winter wheat $6.43, spring wheat $8.48. And now taking a look at funeral notices for today. Loretta C. Doni Holly, 67, passed away due to natural causes Tuesday, August 3rd at Benefice Healthcare. A rosary was held on Thursday and her funeral service begins today at 1 p.m. That's Friday, August 6th at the Hayes Lodgepole High School Gymnasium. Burial to follow in the Spotted Bird Creek Holly Ranch Cemetery. Mary Genevieve Knopfsinger Little, 84, of Brandon, Florida, passed away January 31st of natural causes at her home in Brandon. Graveside services will be held at 2 p.m. tomorrow, that's Saturday, August 7th, in Calvary Cemetery. And that does it for your Friday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember that seven days a week, we are your source for news and information, KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Friday and a great weekend. Stay safe out on those roads and please continue to do your part to help flatten the curve.